SAFM Sports Rap. Good evening to you. Welcome to SAFM Sports Rap tonight. A jam-packed show. Big football happening tomorrow. Mamelodi Sundowns in action in the next game in the FIFA Club World Cup. And we'll head to Japan next to catch up with assistant coach Lurani, uh, Rulani Mukwena. SAFM Sports Rap. Well, big game for Mamelodi Sundowns tomorrow in the FIFA Club World Cup. They're doing duty out in the East in Japan following their disappointing 2-0 loss uh, in the quarterfinal this past uh, weekend against uh, the Antlers from Japan. They take on a team tomorrow, uh, early South African time. I think it's 9.30 kickoff. Uh, a team from South Korea, Jeonbuk uh, Hyundai Motors FC. And we're joined now by the assistant coach of Mamelodi Sundowns, Rolani Mukwena. Coach, welcome on to SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. Thanks for your time. Thank you very much, and it's uh, good to hear familiar uh, accents and familiar voices. Um, <laughs> it's been a while, but thank you for having me. Coach, how, how the team feeling ahead of, of tomorrow's game? Obviously, it's uh, it's the disappointment of the weekend is is gone now, and uh, the team must focus on 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 winning tomorrow. I mean, that's you, you didn't go there, you didn't want to lose uh, all the games. You, you wanted to win, and, and that's the mission for tomorrow, I'm sure. Yeah, of course. I think um, we we emotionally very stable. I think uh, we've come to a a point where as a team we we expect to win every single match that we participate in and of course then uh, we get extremely disappointed and, and angry when we, we, we lose a match and, and lose a match that uh, for certain moments of the game we feel that uh, we dominated and uh, should have won um, but that stability also comes from uh, the motivation of saying we we know we can do better and we we expect a better performance, but also a, a, a more consistent performance, and hopefully that will give us um, a, a victory tomorrow, which is which is very important for for us to to make sure that we not only represent the club, the the board, the president. But also we represent the supporters in South Africa and um, the rest of the African continent uh, to the best of our ability because that's the mandate that we've been uh, served with uh, with regards to um, when we came here. Coach, you've had time to, to process that loss on, on the weekends ahead of this game. Where do you think you need to improve if, if you are to pick up the win tomorrow? Yeah, look, I think there's no excuses. Um, first, I think it's important to mention that, uh, to say, in, uh, we do feel that um, we played reasonably well over the 90 minutes, uh, probably better in the first 45 than we did in the second. Um, but there's also other scientific and uh, physiological um, reasons or factors that come into play, one being... Uh, the adaptation and 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 jet lag, you know, um, uh, being in uh, seven time time zones apart from our uh, natural um, uh, habitat, um, really means that it would probably take us seven days to acclimatize fully to 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 the conditions and and be in a very good physical co- condition to to participate over 90 minutes um, with the intensity that uh, th- that game was played at. So. Um, above, over and above that, I think, um, look, we looked at the performance, we've dissected uh, the performance, we spent about five, six hours uh, yesterday uh, analyzing and dissecting and, uh, yeah, hopefully we can, uh, we can 
really put on a performance that is, like I say to you, more consistent because one of the things that we noted was that uh, we had a very, very good first half where we created a, a couple of opportunities. And uh, uh, the second half wasn't as good, and we, we've got to try and uh, duplicate that and, uh, tomorrow. Have a very, very good first half, but have equally just a good second half. And, and, and that's probably uh, priority number one. Priority number two is pay attention to, to the minute of details. You know that the higher the standard of football or the level of competition, the the more critical the smallest and minute of details become and, and for us it is it is important and from a technical tactical perspective that could be even um taking one touch or two touches in the box. That could be even passing instead of uh, a shooting. That could be even uh, taking a second to look and, and choose a better option. That could be uh, marking the striker once we are in, in attack and, and not allowing the the opposition to, to establish a counter attack. Um, so, so the rest defense becomes uh, vitally important. It could be elements of um, um, ensuring that you 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 maintain the pressure on the ball instead of uh, alleviating pressure and allowing people to to establish play that could result in uh, situations that could be difficult to deal with further up and deeper into your defensive set. So we've got we've got a couple of uh, technical elements that we picked up, but. It's, it's technical aspects that in South Africa are, are, are not major uh, issues, but uh, the minor the minor issues come into importance when uh, you play with uh, with a higher level of competition, and, and and that's one of the lessons that we've learned. Yeah, it's amazing. The margins just become a, a lot smaller. Coach, talk, talking about the opposition and and video analysis has become such a big part of of today's game. Have you have you learnt much about the opposition for tomorrow? Even even ahead of the Antlers game, were you able to to really analyse what what the opposition were going to bring? I think we've we've established a, a, a very good working culture, and a, a lot of credit needs to go to our head coach, who's who's really driven this uh, from from the onset. Um, but you 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 would understand that a working culture would always bring uh, success, and 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 we are consistent with that. We don't work hard only uh, when we are in South Africa, but we work hard even when the when the chips are, you know, the chips are down, or even when the when there is much that is required from us, and we work probably even harder. And like I said to you, we spend six hours just uh, dissecting and analysing our game. But prior to the endless match, we we spent also a couple of hours watching their game, and we we picked up a couple of uh, elements within their game model and their organisational schemes in in all phases of the game. Uh, with uh, Jean-Duc Hondao, uh, we've also watched, we watched their game against Atletico uh, uh, and uh, it was very interesting to see how they played. They, they've got a very, um, I would call it a very narrow structure that uh, is, is a little bit lopsided in the sense that they, they seem to overload the left-hand side um, with with a fullback, a winger, and a natural four for two, but and four for two that is is very fluid and and can quickly look like a a back three with a four across the midfield, and uh, some some flexibility with regards to the movement that is required from their number thirteen who plays on the right, but um, really in that moment looks to create space aggressively for the fullback on the right, the number twenty seven to to operate the channel. And easily that can can then leave them with uh, the three at the back with a number a number six just pivoting in front of them, 
and and very flexible, free roaming movement coming from the three offensive midfielders that play behind the two um, the two target men. They've got two very good strikers uh, who are technically very sound, but who are big boys also. You know, who are. And dominant not just in the air but also on the ground and and they they help them to establish play once they they've retreated and they've set their block a lot deeper and that's what they look to do you know they retreat they reinforce their defensive block with eight they leave the two focal point strikers on top uh, and the first pass immediately is to then go to the strikers and then look to establish play from there so we've looked we've analyzed we've seen we've seen their set plays they um, very direct, very aggressive, but particularly because they've got uh, the arsenal to be able to reach one on 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 set 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 piece situations. So we we've got information. Of course, there isn't much time to to practice because after the match, you you're working more about with regards to um, recovery and and also because we're still fighting jet lag. You know, you don't want to overload from a physical perspective. So a lot of the work that you're doing is is uh, with regards to uh, technical, theoretical situations, and and those are those are aided from from the visuals that we that we get with regards to our, our opponents. So we 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 are we are happy with the preparation, and uh, we believe that we should be we should be ready to to give a a better, a more consistent performance over 90 minutes. Coach, any any injury concerns following the weekend match? No, we've got nothing. Fortunately, um, we're a clean bill of health, and uh, yeah, everybody uh, participated in the match day minus one activation session today. We did our regeneration session yesterday, so uh, I'm assuming everybody's. Uh, I mean, I look at the time; it's it's just after one a.m. here, yeah, and I'm assuming all the players are resting and and preparing themselves for the game later on. Coach, and then just finally, even though you, you've gone to, to this championship and, and not achieved what you wanted to achieve, I know you, you would have loved to have gone all the way, but from, a, from an experience perspective for this group of players, it must be invaluable for them. And, and like you said, I mean, it's small margins at, at this sort of level of the game, but they've been exposed to something that is, is going to serve them well going forward. Yeah, I think I think when you, you, see, you when you pose your question, I I, I I I speak for majority of technicians who um, will always tell you that in football you never lose. You 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 either you win or you learn. And 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 part to 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 the objective upon coming here was to say, of course, we want to win, particularly the first match, which would um, give us uh, an opportunity to participate in the semi-final and possibly. Um, give us an opportunity to be in the final against Real Madrid, and uh, that was the objective. Uh, that is the responsibility that comes with being at Mamelodi Sundowns. That you you expect to win, irrespective of uh, the opposition or the magnitude of uh, the competition. Um, and 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 we knew about this responsibility, and therefore the targets and the ambitions matched uh, the expectations. Uh, however, secondary to that was. Uh, the importance of making sure that we learn as much as possible, not just from from the player's perspective with regards to all the other uh, minute details we've spoken about, but also from a technical perspective from us as coaches, from the administration part, and from a club overall perspective to see how how the bar has been raised and and where the the the, the game is from a global perspective. And I think um, it's it served us very well to be able to. To, to participate and uh, make sure that 
of course, unfortunately, we didn't win, but we 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 gain a lot of experience and we we take a lot of lessons from this. And and like you know, with uh, with with education comes uh, the unfortunate part of paying school fees. And 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 uh, we paid our school fees. Um, we've learned our lessons, and uh, we 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 will be a better, stronger team, not just for domestic competitions, but going again into the Cap Champions League and, and hopefully being presented with another opportunity to come here and make amends. And I think um, we'll be stronger and better um, coming forward. Well, Coach, thank you so much for your time uh, tonight. Much appreciated. You get some sleep. A big day for, for you and the rest of the club tomorrow. Please pass on our best to the entire squad and uh, know that the whole of South Africa, it doesn't matter uh, what uh, mast our colours are nailed to, we all big fans of South African football and we want Mamelodi Sundowns to do well on a global stage. Yeah, we appreciate all the support, and unfortunately, I wish I also could sleep, but we've got uh, a lot of work still to do. We're still uh, going through um, Chant Book's uh, matches and, and trying to find as much as we can, and, and also to we still got that analysis of uh, of our previous match, uh, and and to to analyze Barocca because we've got Barocca once we land in South Africa, so there's a lot of work to be done. We only get to sleep about two hours per, per night, but that's standard. So, um, yeah, but we appreciate all the support, and uh, thank you very much. Rulani McQuenna, Mamelodi Sundowns assistant coach, thank you much for your time, and, uh, yeah, best of luck. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. This is Sport on SAFM, every supporter's greatest resource. You're listening to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. And uh, towards the end of last week, we caught up with uh, someone who was in California, uh, heads of uh, pretty special surfing championships, the World Champs for Adaptive Surfing. Uh, Team South Africa were doing duty, and uh, we touched base once again to find out how they went over the weekend. Tasha Mentasti. Uh, Tasha, welcome back on to SAFM. Thanks for joining us tonight. Yeah, thanks so much, Brad. I'm still in California and looking forward to coming home, but we, Team South Africa ended on a really great note. So it's been an amazing time in California with the team. Well, tell, we, we spoke about the competition and, and they were just about to get going when we, when we spoke, I think, on, on Friday. It's all sort of wrapped up and, and all in all, I think, a, a pretty successful weekend. Yeah, a very successful weekend and a very great way to end the year for adaptive surfing in South Africa, which is a very new sport. Um, we placed sixth overall, Brad, and around 22 nations entered the World Adaptive Surfing Champs. South Africa ended up sixth, and we didn't even take a full team over. So I'm very, very stoked for the team and their achievements. Yeah, Tasha, I mean, that, that's fantastic. You talk about not taking a full team over. Obviously, there were various categories, and uh, I think we, we touched on it on Friday from from a full team perspective. I think we were two members short, if I recall. That's correct. Two members short. We unfortunately had Trees Millard, who, who represented South Africa last year at the World Adaptive Surfing Champs and placed fifth. So he had a semi-final finish last year, and he was really looking forward to coming to California this year at bettering his results. Unfortunately, he fell very close to the, the date to leave and had to stay home in South Africa. And then we also won a vision short um, of a wave ski adaptive surfer. So just for future, if anyone's listening, please get in touch with Adaptive Surfing South Africa, which is a Facebook page. Um, you can find it very easily. But we are still looking for wave ski 
disabled servers who would like to join for 2017. Right, cool. So a great opportunity there. But uh, from an individual point of view, a couple of medals. So we'll, we'll, we'll save the best for last. I, I know we did pick up a bronze. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, Sunday was an incredible day. We had two team members left in the final day of competition. And it was J.P. Vaudry as well as Ed Smythe. They were both surfing in the same division. It's the AS1 division, which is the stand-up division. And, you know, they held the out of the top 10 soaring rides in the competition. Between JP and Ants, they held the nine top rides wow. of the competition. So really strong. JP walked away with the bronze medal, which I'm very stoked for him. He bested his result from last year in a big way. And then Ants Smart, who was a silver medalist last year, went one better and finally got his gold. So we have a world champion from South Africa for adaptive surfing this year, which is did a great achievement, did great accomplishments, and um, South Africa is so for him. Yeah, I, I think that must be amazing. And he must be pretty tough too. I mean, to, to finish seconds, no mean feat, but to go one better a year later, Ant must be over the moon. Yeah, he was so stoked. He actually, he came up the water. Um, he couldn't hear his scores or anything. It was quite a close heat between first, second, and third. And he came up the water with everyone screaming and realized he had actually won. And, and there were tears straight away. He was just, he was so stoked. He, he, he tried, he'd been training and trying for the last six months, you know, just really focusing on trying to get us surfing up to scratch and wanting to be the best adaptive surfer in the world for his division and he achieved that goal so a big congratulations to Ant Smith our current AS1 world champion for adaptive surfing it's got a, a pretty cool ring to it T Tesh tell, tell me a little bit about how the, the competition was was sort of received in, in California Was what, were there lots of crowds did, did it draw much local attention Oh uh, yeah, you know La Jolla as um as an accessible beach is amazing. They've got all the facilities for people with disabilities. So it was we had a lot of people with disabilities watching the surf that had just come from the local areas around La Jolla and and in Southern California. We had a great turnout on the beach. I think with adaptive surfing, you've got to realise that even if you're not involved. Just watching what these athletes do in the water, considering that they have a disability, is incredible. And um, we had great support. If there was a South African that hasn't been in South Africa for a couple of years, they would find our flag and come and say hello and say that they're South African. We had so much support from strangers just because of the vibe on the beach. So, it, yeah, it was an amazing event. I'm, I'm, I'm really honoured to be able to be a part of it, and I'm, I'm really stoked to be able to witness it all live. I'm sure. Tasha, where, where to from now? Uh, obviously, you mentioned that you are looking for a couple of surfers. I'm sure you're always looking for, for adaptive surfers. If somebody's listening to this and, and they think, you know what, that sounds pretty cool. I, I'm, I've got a disability. Maybe I could get involved. How, how can people go about getting involved in adaptive surfing? Okay, so the easiest way nowadays is to just go onto Facebook do a search for Adaptive Surfing South Africa, all full words, and it should come up to their page straight away. You're able to um, drop an email, drop a post. Another way of doing it is info at adaptivesurfingsouthafrica.co.za. So those two methods are probably going to be your easiest two methods to get in touch with us. We've also got a website, adaptivesurfingsouthafrica.co.za. And yeah, drop an email, drop a message on Facebook. Um, it is the end of the year now, 
So you might not get a response straight away. I know that a lot of the um, the crew are travelling to see family for Christmas, especially um, since some of them are already overseas. But try us on Facebook, hit us up on email, go to our website. There's a contact section there as well. And someone will definitely be in touch with you. And moving into 2017, Brad, there's going to be a lot more adaptive surf days. So just days to get down to the beach if you would like to try surfing out, if you have a disability and would like to get in the water. There will be more info regarding that early uh, 2017, just with dates that we set out. And we'd like to run adaptive surf clinics and surf days around the country for 2017 to be able to create awareness and grow the sport of adaptive surfing. Well, it sounds amazing. Tasha, I have to ask you, I know you you you, you love a, a good wave. Did you get to, to surf at all this past weekend? Oh, yes, I did. I really did. I've been taking Aaron Getty, who's a 12-year-old blind surfer boy, surfing while well, he's been here. So I've been in the water every day, actually. And um, there were some great waves. It's winter here in California, so... We had some really good surf. I'm stoked to be able to get a few waves out of the water as well. And um, little Aaron Giddy, who's only 12, placed seventh in the world. So he's top seven in the world, which is a fantastic achievement for the young man. And then we also had Ashton Davids, who placed top ten in the world for his assist division, which is severely disabled, and uh, they lie prone on the surfboard. Well, Tasha, what you guys are doing is amazing. If there's anything we can do to help, please be in touch. And, uh, yeah, safe travels back home and have a, have a wonderful festive season. Yeah, thanks so much, Brad. And thank you so much, SAFM Radio, for supporting us. We really do appreciate it. You're listening to Sport on SAFM, the next best thing to being at the game. The formation of the Japanese Professional Football League in Japan in the early 90s helped the game of billions overtake baseball as the number one sport in the country. The J-League might not enjoy the same status that it once had when the likes of Cameroonian legend Patrick Mboma played for Gamba Osaka, but the legacy of producing quality talent has seen Japan exporting good players to top European leagues. As they host this FIFA Club World Cup, local journalist Kiyoshi Runze of Nippon TV have also taken an interest in global football and are impressed by the good structures uh, clubs like Mamelodi Sundowns have and are modelled in the modern trends of football. After watching Sundowns' last training session this evening, Runze tells SABC sport reporter Belile Mbule, what can the African champions expect when they meet Asian and South Korean champions Yenobuko Hai Hyundai in the fifth place playoff at the Suita City Stadium uh, tomorrow afternoon. Fortunately, I was in Cape Town for four weeks, and I loved the the people, the landscape, the country, the food. Uh, I went to Muzolis. It's like an amazing place and a township, and we had so much fun at the South Africa against Uruguay match. And yeah, I was very impressed. What did you enjoy at Muzolis? The, the steak or the vors? Uh, actually, the the heat, the, the atmosphere of the people. Uh, I was in the arms of a uh, like really nice uh, South African lady who <laughs> was dancing behind me, and yeah, she was. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, anyway, the, the whole atmosphere was brilliant. Yeah, I loved the atmosphere. Now let's talk about this FIFA 
Club World Cup. How has it been received in Japan? Uh, I think uh, I went to a couple of bars uh, in the night time. And because uh, Nippon TV, uh, which is the official broadcaster, is a quite popular channel, uh, in a lot of bars they show actually the, the footage of the games, and so people know about it, uh, and people are getting more and more attracted to football rather than to baseball. Baseball used to be the most popular sport here in this country, but soccer is more European, soccer is more trendy, soccer is younger, soccer is more fashionable. And what's the knowledge of the people, especially for African football? Not so much. I think when the World Cup took place here in 2002 in Japan, uh, Senegal and Cameroon, they had, uh, they were received by very small villages in the south of Japan, and that created a buzz around those teams because the, they were welcomed very warm-heartedly. And so I think there's a general sympathy uh, for African teams, but people know not, do not know enough about African football. Oh, it's not on uh, local TV? No, no, it's not shown on local TV, but obviously we, we all know, uh, people here all know about uh, the African players uh, that were very strong or still are at the Premier League or in German leagues, but not the African leagues. And which uh, leagues are shown more in uh, Japanese uh, TV? Uh, uh, Premier League, uh, Bundesliga, and um, Liga Española. La Liga Española, yeah. Okay. And also, you've been following Sundowns. You even watched their training session. What do you think of them? Um, I think uh, they have a very uh, uh, concentrated uh, atmosphere when they train. And um, they have five analysts, analysts who have been following them from the beginning of the tournament. So I think there is a strong emphasis on analysis, which I find really uh, interesting. I followed Tepe uh, Mazembe two times, but they don't have uh, five people from the analysis team coming over. So it's a different approach. And that's how modern football is. It is, actually, that's right. So. Uh, I think uh, uh, Sundowns could be a European football team or could be a nation football team because there's an academy as well. Uh, players like Tao and uh, Keegan, Dolly, they come from the academy. And so the link between academy and the A-team is very, um, very good link. So, yeah, I think it's a, as a soccer team, uh, there's a huge power behind it. Okay. Firstly, on John Book, yeah. what can Sundowns expect from them? Oh, uh, high-pressing soccer, uh, very fast, um, much faster than Antlers, and also, uh, yeah, not as many short passes, but uh, long crosses and very, uh, they will... Uh, Chombuk will make them run more, uh, will make the Sundowns run more. They'll be stronger than yes, Antlers? Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. But maybe because they will be stronger from the beginning, that means that Sundowns will also try to keep up the speed, and then they might be more efficient in scoring the first goal. So Antlers were very slow at the beginning, almost as though it would have been uh, part of their strategy to, to make the Sundowns really... 
uh, getting heat. heat oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, to me, it seemed like a strategy. But uh, I think Chambuk is different. They will take it differently, yeah. Okay. What is the state of um, football in, in, in Japan? Um, you mean in terms of? The, the league, uh, the J-League, and also even the national team, because Japan always qualifies for World Cup. Uh-huh. So, uh, Currently, they, uh, I think 70% of the national players, they play in... Uh, <laughs> Germany, England, or Spain, or Italy. Uh, the rest they play here. Uh, the buying power of the local league is not as uh, import as big as it was in the 80s when the league started, um, and the pay is not as high as in China or uh, maybe even as in Korea. But it's a league that is. Uh, maybe more solid than the Chinese league because China just has money and here the clubs they have, a, have very good academies that's why European teams tend to buy players very young uh, so I think overall it's a very solid and uh, mainstream approach to soccer and what makes your women's team to be so strong as well? I think um, it's uh, probably their coach had a tactic like a little bit like Barcelona a lot of short passes not so many long and high balls because they are all tiny but in Germany in 2011 it worked out really well but the football changed all time so last year the Americans with their very efficient crossing game they had a better game in the finals so it's all about like yeah, the because, momentum yeah because I vote in the FIFA awards for women uh-huh. uh, player of the year and also the coach of the year yeah because, and I noticed that Japan is always nominated right so that's right yeah Japan is almost always nominated yeah that's right and which 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 sundowns which player, player has impressed you most I think um, Keegan Dolly is like Eden Azar for me I'm a big fan of Azar, but Billiard is a uh, great hope, great potential, and I like uh, his, his, no, I like the humble way of Billiard. Billiard okay. uh, I don't know whether because maybe of Peter and Lobo, but he's a very humble person uh, and very intelligent. So I'm, I like those two, yeah. SAFM Sports Wrap. And that's it for SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. Good luck to Mamelodi Sundowns, 9.30 tomorrow morning, kickoff. South African time coming up on the other side of 7 o'clock it is the talk shop with Naledi Malaya have yourself a great evening from myself Brad Brown and my producer Siobhan Chetty thank you for listening don't forget you can be in touch via social media and we'll have more sport for you tomorrow morning on AM Live right now though it is 7 o'clock in time for your news